I just signed up for a new course on um, my feminine cycle, like the whole cycle, not just my period. And I really want to lean into that and leverage that as my superpower. I've talked about that on the podcast before, but that's something else I'm going to start focusing super heavy on. I put that on my create list. This isn't me doing the things I want so I have a good life. This is me actually fucking creating it. And everything on that list was very fucking specific. Like, I desire to map out some phone calls. I just signed up. What's up, ladies? Welcome back to the podcast. So... As we head into this week and we continue down the path of our self-love journey, today's episode and today's mantra is, I am my best friend. So it's funny. I know we use the word best friend loosely and like everyone's my best friend. It's like I'm a work best friend and I have my real life best friend and then my husband's my best friend. My kids are my best friends. But I was thinking about this and... I was thinking about the energetics of words, which is really what this whole episode was about. And I was like, how can I really love myself if I don't consider myself my best friend? And I don't hold myself in these spaces that I hold every other person in my life that's important to me. I need to hold myself in that same regard. And you know how people always joke about like, I'm so good at giving advice and not taking it. I felt like that was exactly what calling someone outside of yourself, your best friend was like, because we always give our best friends the best advice that we don't give to ourselves. So if I think of myself as my best friend, maybe I will start taking or giving and taking my own advice. So that is my intention this week is to really lean into and explore this idea of being my true and only best friend you know, as we navigate this journey of self-love this summer. Ah, the summer of self-love. Man, that shit just comes to me. <laughs> I'm just joking. So before we hop in, I did want to pull a tarot card from my rebel deck because I think I forgot to do it on the last episode because I was so inspired to get into the topic that I totally let it slip. But I love these little cards and I think they're super inspirational. So I'm going to do it live without any, um, without pulling it ahead of the episode. It scares me. <laughs> okay, but this is what I'm saying. It's always so in line. So the card I just pulled is, you're the shit. That's it. Like, how perfect is that? That goes in line with be your own best friend. Like, I tell my friends all the time how beautiful they are, how smart they are, like, you know, how much I value them. I've always, always valued my female friendships, but I don't tend to talk to myself the same way. So in the honor of that, that's what I really wanted to lean into in this episode was talking about the energetics of words and shifting away from our negative self-talk. So a couple weeks ago, I released that interview from um, Paul Fishman. And if you guys haven't heard it, please go check it out. I think it's a great interview. He gives amazing advice. I love his voice. Uh, you know, that's a big thing for me. Once I became a podcaster, like I became obsessed with people's voices. So if someone's voice resonates with me, I have a really easy time listening to them and like really listening to their message, not just listening to their voice. He's an amazing voice. He's got an amazing attitude and he most of all has amazing advice. And I really loved some of the tip and tips and tricks that we went over. And one of my favorite parts that I think is immediately actionable as I navigate this 
summer of self-love, <laughs> just joking, is, but I'm not, but, but is how we talk to ourselves and how easy it is to slip into these almost like subliminal message mindsets and the words that we use and how powerful the words that we use, which really dawned on me is, duh, that's the power of storytelling. And I am the number one fan of storytelling, emotional selling, you know, human connection, like really getting in there and building that connection. And you know, I've said before, like I'm in marketing, I have been my entire career. And that's something I always go back to and hang my hat on is the power of the story. And what's the story? And not just like, what are we selling? Like, why do you need it? Like, what's that emotional life moment you're having? But I've never tied it back to my own personal self-love journey. So when him and I were having that conversation, to me, that was like one of the best parts of it for me. And I felt like it was the most actionable. It was the easiest part to wrap my head around as I continue to ask myself, what is self-love? I feel like that's the question that keeps coming up for me every single day as I go on this journey. And I'm super committed to it right now. I'll probably continue this who the hell knows how long like I think this is my jam because I think it's another one of those speaking of the power of the energetics of words I think self-love is another one of those things we throw out there assuming that everyone knows what it means but I think it's pretty abstract and I think it's kind of hard like because I think it's different for everybody and this might be me doing what I do where I take simple things and I think they have to be bigger than they are so for this week, I really just wanted to focus on those energetics of words. And obviously, you know, I love words. Mantras are my jam. So I know that there's so much power in energetics and words that I use it that way. But I had never thought about reframing my sentences. Like when I make these episodes and I sit down and really focus my intention for the week, I always write down these on my planner as I plan my week because I always think about what do I need? And this is what I need. This podcast is what I need. That's why I love it so much. And that's why I love showing up here. But those mantras, literally, I find myself repeating them throughout days, moments where something might stress me out, or I know something that generally would trigger me. I'm like, okay, what's my mantra this week so I can work through this? And I know there's so much power in there because I see it, I feel it, I believe it, I implement it, and it works. But I never gave it enough credit. And I never thought about it for re-theme, oh, excuse me, reframing some of the shit thoughts that I have and the negative self-talk, nor did I realize how much negative self-talk I have. And then once I started noticing it myself, I started noticing it in other people, which can be a good thing or a bad thing because sometimes people get annoyed because now I'm doing it to my kids constantly. I'm like, don't talk to yourself like that. But I also wish that someone would have shared some of that with me and the more we share it the more it comes commonplace instead of like always doing it and it kind of goes back to like receiving a compliment which I still struggle with when someone gives you a compliment it's really hard to receive it and I had a good hair day <laughs> earlier this week and everyone was commenting on how beautiful my hair was I had a really hard time receiving it and I had to just let myself receive it right because it's a gift to receive it and it's also a gift to let the person give it and I have to remember that but I was like why is it so hard and I think it's just because of the way we talk and it's just it's just what we do we always deflect and we never receive and we're just not used to receiving 
positive self-talk? How could we receive positive talk from others? So go back and check out that Paul Fishman episode if you have not, because we spent like it's towards the end of the episode. We spent a lot of time going through some different thought remodels on words. And then I just wrote down a couple more that I wanted to focus on that I use all the time. And some and these are the basic ones, but you know what? A lot of times we have to repeat things over and over and over before we actually implement them or before they really stick. So the three word shifts that I really want to focus on this week and actually all the time are, first of all, this whole word I think just needs to go away. And I know that everyone believes this is I should. I should feed my kids broccoli every single night instead of these rice and potatoes or plus the rice and potatoes because I'm trying to get rid of that word too. I should go to the groceries. I should go to the gym. And one of the things Paul and I talked about and why I'm driving this one home because this really, really resonated with me was every time we say I should, we're giving ourselves two things. First is we're shaming ourselves because we're saying, I really should make my kids eat this broccoli. I'm such a shit mom. Or I should go to the gym. Now I've just given myself permission to get out of it because I've basically told myself I'm not going to go. I should go, but I'm not going to go. So instead of saying should, replace it with well. I well, feed my kids broccoli. Now, they probably won't fucking eat it, but that's not my problem. <laughs> my self-worth problem is I'm not doing it, right? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. I will give my kids broccoli. Now, I'm not shaming myself anymore. And I will go to the gym. I might not go to the gym in the morning before work as I had planned because, you know, life happens, but I will go to the gym on my lunch break or I will go to the gym after work or worst case scenario, I will go to the gym tomorrow. I don't have to have that all or nothing attitude that I talked about last week where if I'm not going to the gym five days a week like I planned, well, I might as well fucking skip it for the next seven because I wasn't doing good. That's the power of and, right? So if you don't take anything else out of this episode and you don't listen to the Paul episode or if you don't take anything out of that episode is just replace the word should with will. Every time you hear yourself say should, ask yourself what is the other word that I should be using here? Is it well or does the whole word should just need to fucking go away altogether? Your choice. I've actually caught myself in that one so many times this week or really ever since I talked to him. But the second one is the one that I really, really actually noticed myself using more and more and more is instead of saying like, I wish or I want, because when you use the words you wish or you want means you don't believe that you can have it or you don't believe that you can do it. You don't believe you can obtain it. You don't believe you're worthy of it. Instead of using those words, and I've noticed myself do this in emails, text, whatever, um, when I'm talking to my friends is instead of using the words wish or want, I use the words I create. Because if I create it, that means I can do anything I want. And if I create sounds weird, I've been using I desire instead of I wish or I want. So I actually sent myself an email. I was out on a walk and like my brain sometimes goes nuts. And I try to use that a little portion of that walk. It's usually in the beginning. It's kind of like meditating. 
to get all my thoughts out. And, um, and I told you I do this in the shower as part of my styling my life. That's another thing I do is like those uh, shower thought dumps. If you haven't listened to that episode, that's another good one too. But I take a few minutes in the beginning of that settling in, like trying to get quiet. So for me, it's usually walking in the morning, but it could be meditating. And I wrote down an email because I was just walking. So I just did it in my phone. And I wrote instead of like, I want to do this today or my to do list for the day. I started it. The subject line was I desire dot, dot, dot. And then I just like bulleted it out the things I wanted to get done that day or that week that were on my list. But it made it felt so much better than just a to do list, because then all of a sudden it wasn't a to do list anyway. It was a create list. Now I am This is me creating the fucking life I want. This isn't me doing the things I want so I have a good life. This is me actually fucking creating it. And everything on that list was very fucking specific. Like I put, I desire to map out some phone calls. I just signed up for a new course on um, my feminine cycle, like the whole cycle, not just my period. And I really want to lean into that and leverage that as my superpower. I've talked about that on the podcast before, but that's something else I'm going to start focusing super heavy on coming up in August. I mean, obviously I signed up for the class, so that's when it's going to happen. (laughs) But I put that on my create list because instead of me looking at it like, oh, another thing I fucking have to do is think about my hormones. I'm like, no, this is the life I want to create. I want to create a life where I'm so in tuned with my body that I can begin to predict and understand the way it works because I am paying attention to the way it was built to work. So that's just a little example there of how the power of the energetics of the words we use. So I know we're talking about changing up the words, but I challenge you next time you write out a to-do list to write out your desire list or your create list and look at it as you creating your day instead of doing your day by those things. The last one, and I heard this one a couple of years ago, and I feel like this one comes up a lot, but I still feel like people don't utilize it a lot, is instead of saying, I have to, I get to, right? The classic, I get to go to work today, or I get to feed my kids today, or I get to, you know, go hang out with my parents today instead of like, oh man, I got to go to work today. Or, oh man, I have to go see my parents. You know, you get to do those things. There's a thousand other people who wish that they could do that too. And it's just an amazing way to build the gratitude in your life and to really shift your mind and send your brain and your heart and soul the signal that you are grateful for these things and while there may be things in those parts of your life that you might want to shift or work on doesn't mean you're not grateful for them and when you are grateful for them you can start to see the benefits that they bring you instead of the other things that may be wrapped up into them I gave some pretty big heavy examples there but definitely the I have to I get to is an easy one I should equals I will And I wish or I want becomes I create or I desire. Write those down. I believe if you just do those three word shifts this week and for weeks to come, you will really, really begin to shift your mindset on self-love. And you will really see how much power you have and that all the power really is within you. And 
I want to be honest about something and go back to that gratitude. I've been talking about gratitude a lot on the podcast this month, and I had told you that I had signed up and did a gratitude challenge. And for those of you that are in the Facebook group, I even posted a post about it and said, hey, 31 day challenge, this is what you got to do. And my admission to you is I have shit the bed on that. I was going really strong, like writing out my gratitudes every morning. And then, and this is a cycle that we all do. I was feeling amazing, right? So I was like, oh, I don't have to do this today. I feel great. I really actually have been feeling pretty good lately. But instead of doing the gratitude when I work, when I wake up, I've been working out instead. And I've been letting the gratitude slip a little bit. But instead of like really dwelling on it, this is the first time I've given myself compassion, right? I supported the group, I signed up, I supported someone's project, and I actually am letting myself skip days. So if I want to skip a day, I skip the fucking day. And then I come back and on the days I'm like, oh yeah, I want to write my gratitude list this morning, I do it. And that is so not like me, if you know me. I love to just like do everything in order. If I'm reading a book, I like to read it in order. If it has a task for me to do or a journal prompt for me to do, I feel like I physically can't continue to read the book unless I do the thing it's asking me to do. I'm such a fucking rule follower like that. So I've really, I felt like this was part of my test this month as I focus on the self-love was giving myself grace and compassion. And knowing that I am kicking ass in so many other areas of my life. And if I am not writing down my 10 things every morning that I'm grateful for, A, does not mean I'm grateful for them. And B, it doesn't mean I'm failing. And I'm allowed to have off days or days where I just don't fucking feel like doing it. And maybe something else is giving me joy that morning. Like I've been really enjoying the running that my husband and I have been doing early in the morning. And that makes me grateful because it makes me really, really grateful for my body. And that's something I haven't felt so much during quarantine because I've gotten a little lazier. I'm not walking and running and just like physically as active as I was. Um, And I've definitely been eating my emotions. (laughs) So, and I've talked a little bit about gaining the quarantine 15. So that running in the morning has really given me a different space and then allowing myself and giving myself grace and compassion to not keep up with that group every single day has taught me a lesson and I think it's taught me just as much of a powerful lesson as if I would have shown up and done the gratitude every single day because I historically have never given myself grace or compassion to not do something perfect consistently So I wanted to share that as part of this episode, and I wanted that to be part of my self-love realization on this month. And one of the things that I know that in order for me to really, truly love myself, it requires a lot of self-compassion and a lot of grace. So thanks for listening. Anyways, with that said, don't forget our Mindful Monday mantra this week is, I am my best friend. And as the tarot um deck rebel deck said you are the shit and it had little stars around it and everything so you are you so are and just believe that feel that just pause for a minute maybe that's your mantra this week fuck being your best friend if you some days like me and you need someone to like smack you around a little bit just remind yourself you are the shit you are the shit 
So I want you to go out there and kill it this week. Connect with me on Instagram. Shoot me any messages, any insights, any aha moments. Let me know what you loved about this episode, what you loved about my episode with Paul. There's some great actionable tips in there, which ones you're going to take. And then connect with us over at the Facebook group and share it. I love celebrating on there. Every Friday I pop on. I do my Fuck Yes Friday celebrations. And I do the um, live tarot card pulls so you can see it. And I keep saying tarot card. It's technically an oracle. But you get it. It's not perfect. (laughs) So I will talk to you ladies soon. And thank you so much for holding and creating the space with me today.